What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Miz, Mike Miz23, and I'm joined by Devin, DFrank88. What's happening, my man? What's going on, man? Nothing much. Another, I guess, probably the last real week for fantasy, even though there's smaller slates, but this is like the last real good slate. So I'll be looking forward to it. What about you? Well, yeah, plus you got your, your Ravens playing, so I know you're yeah, excited about should, that. Should be good, especially since Chris is talking so much shit. thinks they're <laughs> going to beat him, and they won't. So uh, when they do lose, everybody troll Chris. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we got two games on Saturday, and then we got two games on Sunday. And obviously we got – the most, probably the most, uh, I don't know, similar of the teams in the Ravens and the 49ers here on Saturday. And then um, Minnesota and Tennessee, who are actually very different. But we'll start with um, Minnesota at San Francisco. What stands out to you here, if anything? Um, well, first of all, surprised to see Minnesota here. Um it was a heck of a game. Um, I really didn't see that coming. Uh, good for Kirk Cousins. I've always thought he was actually um, a little better than, than the hate he gets. Um, but for I also sure. understood the hate because, you know, he, he always flopped when I mattered most. Um, this is this is interesting. Um, I'm kind of frustrated that um, Thielen got hurt because I feel like that's – could hurt what could could have been and still could be a really really good game. Um, I agree. It, yeah, it, it cut his ankle, got a bunch of stitches. Um, it's just hard to imagine him being that effective with that, you know. Um, Absolutely. So I'm a little bummed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy wise, um, you know, Giroppolo's pretty pretty cheap. Um, I can't trust Cousins. Uh, I know he got the, the, the monkey off his back a little bit. Um, that, that's still but, that's, that's But not tough. even really, though. Yeah, yeah, that's only one game. Consider, considering he did – I mean, he had a, a, you know, a solid game, but he really didn't do shit up until that, that Adam Thielen touchdown. Yeah, which was – not, not, not touchdown, but, you know, down at the two or the one yard. Yeah, line. which was a ridiculously good throw, though. Yeah. Um, so really, the only the only piece for the um, Vikings that I would have any interest in is is Dalvin. Obviously, um, he looked awesome. Um, he looked completely healthy. He's he's so good. Um, I'm actually really glad for him that people are getting to see him in the playoffs because he's he's re- he's really good. Yeah, he's he's balling at this point. Um, he was so good, you know for the first three quarters of the season. And then he had that little bit of a lull and then he got hurt and then it was, you know, in and out of the lineup. But I mean, with their zone rushing scheme, uh, their fullback and, and CJ ham, it just sets up so well for him and his skill set. However, they're going up against probably the worst matchup they could possibly get 
for their skill set. Yeah, it's so the issue here is that San Fran can shut down that their corners are good enough that they're going to stop um, your your pass offense. That's actually, they only allow uh, 169 yards a game, which is just uh, like silly. Um, yeah. So the issue is they can lock up your receivers, and then they have the pass rush to get home. Um, and Cousins doesn't do really well against the pass rush. So obviously Minnesota's going to try to run the ball, um, but San Fran can stop that too. So it's 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 a pretty tough matchup. Um, I you We're know I want to think Dalvin still gets his, but I, I just I, that that Thielen injury just still just really is really has me questioning the Vikings offense as a whole. So the 49ers are. You know, on the outside zone runs, they're much better than they are up the middle because of the, how they utilize their edge rushers and, you know, in focusing on the pass and setting the edge and so forth. So up the middle is where they're beatable, but that's not really the strength of what the Vikings do. So if there's if there's anything, you would hope that the, the Vikings, you know, can under kind of understand that and utilize like all the trapping and so forth so that they can run up the middle, but betting on logical coaching is obviously always a death, you know, <laughs> right. A ticking time bomb it seems, but I feel like if they can do that, they'll be able to set up, you know, a lot of, you know, variations off of those. Um, but not having feeling over the middle where they're beatable because you don't want, I mean, Sherman on digs, I really don't, <laughs> I don't really like that matchup whatsoever. Sherman, Sherman's the best, not only on the field but off the field. He's just awesome. I love that guy. <laughs> he's uh, so he's he's been awesome this tough. year too. Yeah. Um, the pricing though on these guys, obviously Cousins and the Garoppolo, they're very cheap. Um, they're the, they're just you know two hundred and three hundred more than Tannehill respectively. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not something that I'm really trying to get involved with, but I don't know. It, it's interesting. The, um, the, the sites have kind of um, pushed you away from this game in general. Because, um, you know, Dallin's second most expensive running back on the board if you're going to spend 8k you might as well go you know consider henry um, yeah the, the only thing the only way you're really use, using dalvin is if, like i said in the first, on last week's pod is that you got to understand how these games are going to play out you can't randomly just picking guys and trying to you know quote unquote allocate a salary cap is really not the way you should be doing this you should be basing all of your rosters, especially in GPPs more so than anything, but um, on, you know, game scenarios or game type scenarios and how you think they're going to play out. So if you think that Minnesota is going to win, they're going to win by using Dalvin Cook and they're going to use the, the middle of the field, more yeah. than likely, more than likely. Now, now yeah. there's other scenarios out there, obviously, anything can happen, but the most bankable scenario for the, the Vikings winning this game would be on, on the shoulders of Dalvin Cook 
and either Thielen or and or Rudolph or BC Johnson over the middle. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, on the flip side, um, what do you think? Of, I, I wish I could trust the running backs because um, Raheem's been really good. Uh, most of it's been essentially the lead back for the last few weeks. Um, yep. I do like um, uh, Debo. He's he's very cheap. Um, Fifty two hundred on um, DraftKings is a nice value um, to consider. He's a little more expensive on um, uh, FanDuel. I would rather take uh, Marquise Brown, which we'll get to later. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got um, Kittle, who's obviously in play. So. The Vikings have been terrible against the tight end all year. So I'm actually, and I think this is actually a slate where you can play multiple tight ends um, just because of not only the talent that we have on the slate, but the matchups. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kittle will be definitely be my number one target from the, from San Francisco, and I think you can play him in, in any scenario, really. Um the thing with Debo is, is so very deceiving. Like he is, he's definitely, he is the most equal to Anquan Bolden I've seen in a while. And I think, and then, you know, just if you look at his game logs, well, there's only been four games where he's had above 16 fantasy points. And that's when Kittle was out. Yeah. And, and two, of, two of those. So it's like he could boom and be great, or he could really, he has a low floor. Yeah. But I love him because it, once he gets the ball, he can literally just run after the catch. He can run over people. He's just, he, he's just like Bolden, if you think about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, Mozart, I mean, he's been very consistent, but, the, you know, he's been over 53 yards and a touchdown in, I think, the last six, at least the last five. But if you take out the touchdown, right, you're kind of, you know, yeah, he's, he's you're getting, has, not getting a good. You're not getting a good performance. And he's still not. I mean, he's still not getting big touches. Um, he's still right around 10, 11, 12 carries, um, which right. is not a ton. Um, but yeah, you're looking at six weeks in a row with at least one touchdown. So it tells me, you know, tells you he's getting the goal line carries. Um, yeah. So so he's definitely in play there. Um, it's five point eight on DraftKings. Like that's that's at a very doable price. Uh, yeah, six point seven on FanDuel, so um, it, it's there if you need it for sure. Um, it's a little little touchdown dependent, but again, I mean that's six straight weeks of it, so um, clearly the touches are there when it matters. Right, I think that um, the sneakiest play probably is Emmanuel Sanders. His his log is kind of and a. To be honest, it's kind of shitty. Outside of that game in New Orleans, that was really the most booming game mm-hmm. for him. But but we know uh, like, we know what he yeah, can do. Yeah, he's got the experience. He's got the leadership. Outside yes. of that, he does have a good matchup. I like coming, um, you know, beating the Vikings and coming across the middle underneath screens, things like that. We know that um, the Vikings' pass defense is not what it used to be. Pass rush is still there, but the pass, like the, the corners and yep, so forth, yep. 
And the, and the safeties, even though they have Harrison Smith, haven't been as good this year. Xavier Rhodes is complete dust at this point. He, he had a good game last week, but I wouldn't count on it happening twice in, in two weeks. Yeah, for sure. And at 5.4, I think he's probably the best play of this whole this whole game. Yep. Um, he is very affordable on um, FanDuel as well. Um, I think you can play him there too. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, obviously the 49ers defense is obviously very good. And when you, if you're using them, well, especially when drafting, they're middle of the pack in terms of price. Yep. Well, uh, maybe a little bit above the middle of the pack, but uh, yes, but I mean slightly above. But they're still uh, two teams higher than that. Right. Now. Right. So they're definitely in play, and but they're not. You're just not going to get a, like that much of a sexy score out of them. I mean, even if you look through their game logs. Which is, I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but it's yeah. it's really not that it's not that sexy whatsoever. No. Even though they're they're touted as such a good defense, and maybe and, in real life, but yeah, not so much a fantasy. And to clarify, you and I are both on the same page with uh, defense for DFS in general. It is always the last spot. I even I, I don't I, I'm never going to build around a defense. Um, no, never. I can think of one example all season long where a chalk defense hurt me, and that was week two, um, New England against Miami, where they put up, like, 30 points. Um, right, right. But that's so rare. If you look at defensive logs, almost all of them are scoring right around the same amount every single week. Um, and it, it's, I mean, you can predict, for the most part, um, you know, a, a defense that's going to do well. But it's still just they, they rarely score enough to prioritize them. Right. So if, if, just if you can get them in, about. that's it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I think that's pretty good for that game. Um, yep, for sure. No interest in Minnesota defense, really. But again, I mean, if it's if I land there, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not scrapping my whole bill to, to change my defense. Absolutely. And then uh, the next game, the best game of the weekend, will be Tennessee coming to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is the best thing going since sliced bread. Maybe <laughs> maybe even before sliced bread. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And um, if you can get him, you should use him. He's, he's been incredible. I mean, it's pretty much as simple as that. Um, my guess is um, – that people will take Mahomes. He's pretty steep discount uh, to Lamar. But again, if you can get Lamar, get him. Uh, he literally had the greatest fantasy season in NFL history. Um, yep. Like by a lot, actually. So, um, yes, he's he's worth it if you can get him. Um, I love Baltimore in general. Their weapons are nuts. Um, what are you? What are, what are the thoughts on Ingram's health? I know he's been ruled. Um, I, I think he's still technically questionable, but I believe everybody expects him to play. Are you so, worried about that? So yeah, I would. I wouldn't play him. I'm not going to play him. Not in. Not in my. If I'm making ten lineups, I'm not. He's not going to be in one of them. He might be in the eleven, but if I'm making ten. He's, I'm not going to use him. Yeah, not not worth the risk. 
because I can tell you that Gus Edwards is basically the same player as him, and they don't if they if they don't need to lean on him, they're not going to. If they can give him a little bit of a break or a, a break overall, the, then they will. Yeah, but they sense. want they want him to play. But if there's any sign of anything, they'll take him out and use Gus. It's the same player. Yeah, really, your third strings pretty good too. So, um, right, your backs are fine. So, do you are you playing Gus at all? Uh, I've made one lineup thus far, and it was actually on Yahoo, uh, just because I had a, a a ticket from earlier, and um, I put Gus Edwards in there, and I it just lets you using Gus lets you get a lot of pieces on on that site, but in terms of uh, of draft on DraftKings, he's four point nine. I mean, that's one less, a hundred dollars less than Carlos Hyde, which definitely I think he's a better player than Carlos Hyde, and um, he's a uh, hundred more than Marshawn Lynch. And I actually think Marshawn Lynch is a better player than Gus yeah. Edwards, though. Yeah, I, I so, agree that. And then you got Jamal Williams, a, a few steps down at four point six. So if if I'm building around Baltimore winning and winning by a lot, I would use him. But if I'm building around a scenario where it's a close game, maybe um, I probably won't use him because that's when Lamar Jackson does a lot more, not only with himself scrambling, but uh, through the air. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, now Marquise is, Marquise is a weapon I'm really intrigued and in. he's, he's super cheap here. Um, on both sides, actually. So, I agree with that, and he'll likely be pretty. I think he. I haven't looked at ownership yet, but uh, I think he might be kind of chalky. Yeah, because... he, he's projecting to be um, pre- essentially your chalk value um, wide receiver. He's, um, which makes sense. Yeah, it's it's t- um, Tyreek and uh, Adams are your pay up options, and then and Marquise is your value. Which yeah, again makes perfect sense. Um, four point four on DraftKings is very cheap considering his um, his upside. I agree, and but uh, his Tennessee's log, corners his are log isn't very good. I mean, his first two games no. were fire. Um, he was good against the Rams on November twenty fifth, the Jets on December twelfth. Other than that, it's been it's been pretty ugly. So he has, I mean, his matchup is ridiculous. He he can actually toast everybody that is on um, Tennessee's uh, defensive backfield. But it's just a matter of do you think they're gonna what they're gonna do? You got you really have to understand how this game is gonna play out. How is it likely gonna play out? Most likely scenario, he'll get three catches, and will one of those be a bomb? Maybe, but probably not. So. I don't know if I would rather if I, I'd use him to be honest with you. I actually probably might use Lazard over him. Gotcha. So yeah. nope, that makes perfect sense. In a GPP scenario, and if you think it's going to be a little bit, maybe a little bit closer of a game, that kind of thing, then yeah, I'd play him and I'd play him with Lamar. But I mean, he's super cheap. I mean, it's, it can't kill you, but I mean, it's not going to win you anything if you you know if you're you're building a, a somewhat chalky lineup around him and, yeah, and yeah. so on and so forth. Yep. Um, now, the weapon I 
I, that has been consistent is is Mark Andrews. Yep, um, load him up. Load who up actually comes in cheaper than Kittle and Kelsey. Um, right, and that's why I said there's a, a two tight end week possibly. Yeah, um, I I I love Mark Andrews. Uh, is so good. Um, yeah, his, his looks pretty good. Um, only knock I have in him in general is he's a little injury prone, but um, yeah, he, he played a lot this year, so I'm pretty excited about that because he's, he's really good. He um, he's the main target. He's basically a receiver, basically a slot receiver. Um, he's the number one look. It's it's the offense is built to, for him to be the first look almost on every play, any every passing play that is. Um, and Tennessee cannot cover the tight end. They haven't. They haven't all year, even though they have good uh, safeties, but they haven't been able to cover the tight end all year. Their line, their middle linebacker out, uh, Jalen Brown is going to be out. He's their their best linebacker. The um, the two that they have left, missed tackles constantly. They're one of the worst rated linebackers by Pro Football Focus. He will absolutely destroy these guys. Yeah. Yep, I and and at a discount, which is the nice part. Um, right now, ownership-wise, he he's coming well behind the other two, but I, I think we'll see that flip a little bit, um, just due to the, the price. Uh, the matchup is solid as well, and uh, I mean the upside's there too. Um, yeah. He's averaging a little less yardage than Kittle and Kelsey. Uh, they're both averaging over seventy. Andrews is just short of 60, um, but he has more touchdowns. He has 10 touchdowns. Kelsey has six. Kittle has five. Yep. So it's close. I mean, you can play, you know, again, you can play two tight ends. All three of them are in play. Um, You got, like you said, you can play two. Um, It's hard to Fantasy draft, you can play all three. Any of them. What was that? On fantasy draft, you can play all three of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, There's one thing about. Um, Lamar that is pretty interesting that I read this morning he obviously when you have drives that gives you opportunity to create stats so Lamar Jackson had 138 drives this season and the league average number of drives was 173 so that means he had 20% less opportunity to compile stats straight straight lining his stats up 20% would be I mean, he would have the seriously the best statistically improbable season of all time. Yeah, that, was that would case. be nuts. Um, so he's very good, but there, you know, Tennessee's got pretty good players too, and Ryan Tannehill's been balling. Yeah. He's been the the number two quarterback behind Lamar since he took over. Yep. Um, do you have any interest in anybody out um, that we didn't talk about for uh, Baltimore? No, I, I don't. I, unless you're going to be using like, unless you're building like 150 lineups or something, yeah, you can sprinkle in like Willie Sneed, uh, Gus, yeah, um, uh, Hayden Hurst, things like that. But Otherwise, other than stick, that, no. yeah, stick with yeah. your main targets. Um, yep. So now, for Tennessee, my assumption is, um, if I'm a coach, I am not letting Derrick Henry beat me. Um, what New England did is they took away A.J. Brown because we know that um, Bill likes to take away one weapon, and it was clear that they said, we're not letting A.J. Brown beat us over top. 
which in, in all reality, I mean, they only gave up 14 points. So yeah. it's not like their defensive game plan was bad. But I, I think my guess would be Baltimore says we are not letting Derrick Henry beat us. Um, so I think we see Tannehill throw a little bit more. Um, which is not good for him. No, with, with that being said, I just it's hard for me to get excited about anybody for Tennessee um, because Baltimore's just been that good. Um, I, I like Derrick Henry. Nobody's been able to stop Derrick Henry. Um, but at 8.2K, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, I agree with that. And He's 9.6 on FanDuel. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And I've, I've been playing Derrick Henry for like the last month. Oh, absolutely. At, at least. Yep. And I, I love him, and I think he's great. But this matchup in here is not good for him. Uh, especially what the Ravens do is they force you inside. So if we if we're going to be forcing him inside, which if you look if you go especially if you just go back last week, you'll see that all his runs were designed to like the C gap, which is toward not all the way outside but towards the outside. Yeah, and that's where we excel is on those types of runs. So if we uh, if we can bring him back to the middle, which is where they're not as good, uh, our linebackers and you know Earl Thomas coming up, Chuck Clark can really do a lot of damage on him. That being said, screens and uh, over-the-top um, plays to a Janu Smith are where you know we can really be beat. Yeah, um, I mean we we talked about this last week with Tennessee. It's 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 pretty. Uh, they're kind of simple, and, and the fact that it's literally Tannehill, Henry, AJ Brown, Janu Smith. That's yep. that's where the offense is going to come from. Um, you know, you could take a flyer straight up punt on Corey Smith if you wanted to. Um, other than that, um, again, this is this is one of those scenarios. Nobody's going to play Tennessee. If you're Chris and you think Tennessee is going to win, um, yeah, you better be playing Tannehill, Derrick yeah, Henry, John. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't ownership wise, I don't see much coming from them. Um, understandably so. Um, and, you know, I'm personally probably staying away. I just – Baltimore's really good. Um, John o. Smith is intriguing at 3.4 if I wanted to take a bit of a punt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you hear any background noise, I'm at a hospital, so that's why you hear the background noise. <laughs> Kids. Kids, man. All right. The next game, which will be on Sunday uh, – oh, excuse me. If we go back to the defenses real quick. You can definitely play Baltimore if you want. Um, 3.6 seems aggressive, though, for this. Uh, I don't know if I really – Yeah, that's, that's – Even expensive. if I had the salary, I'd be like, well, we're, it, let me see if where I can upgrade the rest of my roster and make sure that this is yep. sound before I just go plugging them in. Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot of salary to spend up for defense in the playoffs. Yeah. And then Tennessee – I used Tennessee everywhere last week in every single lineup. Because I, Brady's washed, and I hope he becomes dust. <laughs> and it worked. But, um, and it worked well. And, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. Yes. But I wouldn't. I don't think I'd use him against Lamar Jackson. No, nope, agreed. No, no, um, no interest there. All right, Sunday's game, three three o'clock start. That's interesting. Um, Houston at Kansas City, two of 
at least last year, were the, the talk of the town in the homes and Watson. Isn't it funny how quickly we move on and, you know, Mahomes, next thing, was, yeah. Mahomes was, oh, my God, this is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play. He's more talented than Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. And now nobody talks about him because of Lamar. Right. And he still had a really good season. Both of them had really good seasons. It's, yeah. just, it's just crazy mm-hmm. how man, the media manipulates this whole. Oh, absolutely. You're just you're you know, so, bandwagoning. Yep. Yeah, it, it's so easy to forget just how good um, Mahomes still is. Uh, he's not going anywhere. And Watson still is. Um, so this is this is your kind of fantasy goodness game. Um, yep. Both defenses um, are the worst and the third worst statistically um, on this on the whole slate. Uh, Mahomes again. I think you're going to see a lot of people go that route over Lamar, which is understandable for the savings. Um, mm-hmm. He does average a slight high two hundred and just short of 290 yards through the air. We know he can run if he needs to. Um, So obviously Mahomes is in play. Uh, Now one of the more popular ownership plays on both both sites is uh, Damian Williams. Very pleased out. He's my favorite one. Yeah, he's he's projecting to be chalk on both sites. Um, Understandably, he's been really good lately. He had seven targets last week. Um, 12 rushing attempts, 16 attempts the week before um, to go with another three targets. So he's getting some targets targets through the air. He's getting some carries, um, and, he, and he's just a really cheap piece of the offense. Um, uh, I'm surprised they made him only 6K. Yeah, yeah, he's only 6K on um, DraftKings, and he's 6.9 on FanDuel, which is still, um, for a running back, that's pretty good. Uh, Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. for him. For instance, is 8K, so um, that's still a pretty nice value. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. They should have should have been much closer to 8K. Yeah, he's, so he's too cheap. Yeah. He's going to be chalk, um, but that's chalk worth eating because um, it's just it's a nice cheap exposure to that offense. Yeah. Um, um Tyreek, obviously. I, I mean, probably the most explosive player on the slate. Yep, I would say so. I his, think his speed is unreal to watch. So the Texans have been—I don't know if like everybody is aware of this, but the Texans don't have a good defense. <laughs> no, they like, don't. It's, it, it seems like nobody knows that, and like nobody really, really dives into that. It's just like oh, only to talk about JJ Watt and if he's in in the lineup or out of the lineup, or he's if he's screaming or he's got his his. Uh, you know, his baseball cap on. Like <laughs> nobody talks about anything else with them. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, they are giving up uh, 263 yards through the air uh, and another 121 on the ground. So yeah, it's not a good defense. Uh, they are the worst defense statistically on the slate. Um, giving up 24.1 DraftKings points to uh, opposing wide receivers. Um, so yeah, Tyreek obviously in play. Um, he actually yep. gives you a bit of a discount from um, Devontae Adams and Hopkins as well. Mm-hmm. Well, on, uh, on DraftKings, he's priced DraftKings, between he has 200 more than Hopkins. I see that, yeah. Um, he's my second favorite receiver on the slate. And obviously, if you're building around Kansas City, 
it's a little bit harder to break down because of how just explosive they are, not only through the ground, but through the air. But if they're going to be explosive through the air, it's likely going to be Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. So build around those scenarios, mix it, mix it, mix and match them. Um, so that you're, you know, can get exposure to a little bit of, you know, all those pieces. But uh, I think you, you can, you can, you even can do a complete onslaught too, if you want, if you have yeah, the money to do absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, Tyreek's averaging 71 yards a game. Um, Kelsey's averaging 76. So, I mean, the, the production is there for both to support both. Um, those are your main pieces, obviously. You could take a shot on, um, you know, like a Sammy Watkins as a punt here. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though he sucks, but you can. He, you know, he's so weird because he started out the year. Remember, he was awesome yep. to start the year. Yeah, and then it and then it was like he remembered he sucked. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. I know. I don't think I'd be touching anybody outside of that. Um, Hardman's got crazy upside, but um, he's only getting like one, two targets a game. Um, it's it's pretty much Hill and Kelsey is your entire offense. Um, so what with Hardman? Um, as long as he's still returning kicks, um, and you you get down to the then the end of your roster where you it's time to fill in defense and you have enough for the Kansas City defense and you happen to have Miko Hartman in your lineup. It's not a bad idea to fill them together. I know that 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 scenario hardly ever works, but no, for know, sure. It's 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 the playoffs. Crazy things happen. Um, you know, and it gives you you know the you know ability to see a little bit more upside maybe than you normally would. Yeah. So. And he and I would imagine I can't see him not returning kicks there. Yeah. Um, defensively, um, the, I'm not playing Houston. Nope. No. Um, KC three point two. I mean, that's viable. Um, but you know, you've got San Fran for two hundred less. Um, right. Let me see what they're. Fanduel prices here. Uh, 4.2 on Fanduel is actually projecting to be pretty chalk. Again, though, I'm, I'm just I'm not prioritizing defense. I'm just I'm just not doing it. No. Um, even you know Casey has been good this year. I think you can play Deshaun Watson. He would be my probably my third option. Um, I'm kind of debating between him and Rogers actually as the as my third option. Um, and I'll get to uh, uh, get to why in a little bit, but um, he certainly has the ability to obviously create plays, extend plays. He rushes the ball, he runs it in for touchdowns. He's he's got upside here. Um, I just think you know Mahomes and yeah, if you, Lamar if you, are just better. If you can get Mahomes or or Lamar, absolutely. Um, yeah, Watson's there. Um, he's intriguing. Uh, he was really good last week. You and I were both um, not very high on him, and we looked right for about three quarters of the game, and then yeah. he did what he does. Um, ended up with a really solid day. Um, I think Fuller's still going to miss, um, which would hurt him again. Um, if he does play, that definitely helps a little bit, but again, I, I, I agree. I'm definitely prioritizing the other two. 
Um, but yeah, Watson's in play. If, you, if um, that's where he lands, you could do a lot worse than that. And I will say, Casey's defense looked really good to end the year. Yes, but um, let me pull up who they played here. Um, it was the Chargers who were dreadful, Chicago who's dreadful, Denver playing a rookie quarterback, New England whose offense is dreadful, Oakland who's dreadful, the Chargers who's dreadful. Um, this, so them played anybody very good in six weeks. Um, the last decent offense they played was Tennessee, and they gave up 29. There so, you go. Um, I get people are kind of, oh, Casey's figured it out. I'm not so sure. Um, I think that matchups had a lot to do with that. Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, And and that's part of why you can use Watson. And you can, if Fuller plays, he's probably a better play than than actually playing Hopkins just due to the price. And uh, when he, you know, when he has been healthy, which is not that often which probably last game when he was healthy was Tennessee. Yeah. Um, he, he was getting involved more. He got more, he had five catches. So it's not just the, the boomer bust Marquise Brown type play. Yep. yep. I don't think. Now, um, Houston's funny because like, Hawkins log really isn't that impressive for the price. Um, so give me, um, you know, give me Adams or, or Tyreek over him. Um, Hyde mm-hmm. again, not a bad game. Last week he still put up he put up double digits again, sixteen carries. He kind of got that last minute um, touchdown, which really helped his log. But I, I, we've already kind of talked about it. There's there's some better plays on the board. Um, I agree. I like Lynch more this week. Um, Two hundred dollars less. Yeah. Um, and sixty four hundred on Fandles too much lunch is four hundred less than that. So right. Um, right. So Houston's funny because I really only have interest in Watson. I so on your fifth, sixth lineup or so, I think you can mix in Kenny Stills. Um, he'll be the forgotten man now that Fuller's back, but he is more than capable of putting up the points just as as he. I mean, he didn't. I mean, outside of sc- if he would have scored a touchdown last week, he would have been the nuts. Yeah. But um, he's more than capable, so I, I think he's sort somewhat sneaky in this game. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Darren Fell's got a lot of looks too. Um, it's a big body. Um, if you really, again, if you're building multiple lineups and you get towards the bottom, um, you know that's that's a punt that. That's not not that bad, really. KC's given up 14.3 DraftKings points to tight ends this year per game. Yeah. So, um, And, yeah, where to talk about the defenses here? I think that's just about it. Obviously, Kelsey's a smash play, and yep. you can play multiple tight ends again. Yep, absolutely. All right, final game. And this is this is ugly on paper, but I think it might, actually might end up being better than we think. Yeah, I, I agree. Rodgers, well, let's say this. Wilson and the Seahawks coming to take on Rodgers and the Packers. Rodgers has been poop all year for the most part, outside of a few games. 
but I actually think he might surprise people this week. So, I mean, Seattle's defense is uh, second worst on the slate, 263.9 yards through the air, um, another 117 on the ground. So um, they're essentially as bad as Houston. Uh, they're giving up seven total yards less a game. They're actually giving up more yards per game to the quarterback um, than any um, in terms of just – I'm sorry, more fantasy points to the quarterback than any other team on the slate. Um, mm-hmm. at 24.9 um, fantasy points per game allowed. So I, I agree. Rogers, Rogers is sneaky here. So problem, the only problem is it's like, who do you use besides yeah. Devontae Adams, if anybody? Yeah. Um, I think you could use Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams with him as his quote-unquote pass catchers. And to a little bit lesser extent, maybe Lazard. Um, he's, so, he's somewhat sneaky too. And then, um, but that's it. That's building around the scenario of, okay, how are these guys going to win? They're going to win through the air. And then on the flip side, if, if in in games that the uh, Seattle has, you know, faced an opponent where the opponent is putting up points, that's when Russell Wilson is at his best, and you get the those ceiling games out of Wilson. Yeah. Um, and playoff Russell Wilson's a real thing. Um, yeah. Dude's pretty money when it matters most. Um, so that, that, that's an interesting game. You could get away with um, a bit of a game stack here, actually, um, mm-hmm. and be against the grind, uh, against the grain. Um, and, and there is some upside there. Um, so, yeah, quarterback-wise, I, I like both. They're both cheap. Um, I mean, cheaper than um, Mahomes and Lamar. Um, they both have upside. They both have experience. Um, Russ is pretty cheap on FanDuel, 7.9. Uh, I think he'll be the place people land on if they can't get up to either of the big boys. Um, yep. We already talked about um, Lynch. Um, from what I hear, he says he's ready for more. Um, yep. look, they said he, they're going to give him more, too. He so. looked pretty good last week. Um, so he had six attempts last last week, only seven yards, but he had a rushing touchdown, and he picked up three targets, um, two receptions, 25 yards. Um, and again, they already came out and said they're going to give him more. And last week was a brutal matchup. Um, Philly's really good, really good against the run. And he's still technically um, hit value for his price. And let's not forget, circle back a couple of years ago, when was Marshawn Lynch doing his, his big-time damage when he gets carries? Yeah, yep. Um, and, I mean, he, he had retired. So this is his third week back. This will be his third game back. Um, he's only going to get better. Green Bay has given up 120 yards per game um, on the ground. So they're gettable on the ground. I, I, I definitely like this. I think we see um, less of Travis Homer and more of Lynch in this game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and as ter- in terms of Seattle's receivers, you know, everyone, if you, you were to pull a crowd, you'd say, you know, Lockett is their number one receiver. But if you kind of look through the logs, it's actually becoming DK Metcalf 
at least since about week 13 or so. Yep. Yeah, he, ever since starting Lockett to come got a little banged up, DK's stepped up and he's been better. So the the hype might be a little bit more so I haven't looked at, again, I haven't looked at ownership, but that's obviously everybody knows what he did last week, but I still believe that people will flock to Lockett, especially since he's a little bit cheaper. Um and he's the quote unquote bigger name value. He's been yeah. there longer, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, ownership uh, wise, Lockett Lockett is a little bit ahead. Both are actually quite low. Um, let me see about Fanduel here. Um, on Fanduel, Lockett's actually very high. Uh, he because DK is seven K, Lockett's six point seven. Uh, Lockett right now is the second highest projected um, wide receiver on the slate. Uh, there, there you go. E- super easy pivot. Yep. So, um, but we do know that's literally their offense is going to be those two. Um, and running the ball. And running the ball. Yep. Um, so you don't have to worry about, think about even a, a third option. I think David Moore had like two catches last week. Uh, he had four targets, two catches, 57 yards. But I mean, still that that's, 6.7 Fanduel points is all they got. Uh, I think he has one yeah. touchdown on the year, two touchdowns on the year. So you're not touching that. Um, let's see. You could you could play Hollister, I guess, but that's. I think I'd rather play Darren Fells probably. And I'd actually probably, I'd definitely rather use Johnny Smith, and I'd probably use Hayden Hurst over. Him. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, take, as, as gross if, you're as gonna, if you're gonna go away from the big three at tight end, then you might as well take savings, and you might as well go even cheaper than Hollister. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of savings, you actually have Jimmy Graham, um, who's in a oh, and it's revenge. Um, by the way, what's that? <laughs> and it's actually a revenge game for Jimmy. Graham. That's it is. Um, he's actually in a pretty premier spot. Um, Seattle's gotten torn up by tight ends all year long. Um, so that that's an interesting one. You got a little extra motivation. Um, he did pick up seven targets last week. Um, he just, man, he just is such a shell of his old self. He's got this three. could This could be, this could be the, you know, the playoff troll, Jimmy Graham. It might, uh, I, I agree. He's got, he's got three touchdowns on the year. Um, but the matchup is there. If if I am not playing one of the three big boys, I'm playing Jimmy Graham. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna punt I'm it. Gonna, yeah. And I'll I'm take good with Graham. that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Rudolph comes into play more so if Thielen is out. I probably wouldn't use him otherwise. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so moving on with Green Bay. Um Adams obviously uh his targets are insane. He's averaging ten point six on the year, uh, which is highest on the slate. He's averaging 83.1 yards on the year, which is highest on the slate for receivers. Um, I mean, his his targets have been have been nuts all year long. Um, three straight really good games. Uh, just he's the best receiver yards a game to end the year. Yeah, yeah, he's the best receiver on the slate. Yeah, sure. so six of his last seven games, looking at FanDuel, uh, six of his last seven games, he's gone for at least 15.3 points. Um, 
and except for the only game he didn't was the Washington game, which was just kind of a troll game uh, for the Packers in general. I believe they went super run heavy that week, um, mm-hmm. kind of trolled everybody because I think Ad, that was one of the weeks Adams was very popular and rightfully so. Um, but outside of that week, I mean, just super consistent. The targets are there. Um, he had 16 targets two weeks ago, 13 last week. Um, so yeah, that's that's my payoff option. Um, along with Tyreek, I'm gonna if I'm paying up at wide receiver, it's for one of those two. I, I yeah, I agree. It's pretty cut and dry there. Um, the only thing we didn't talk about is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I love this dude. He should he should get the ball way more than he does. And I don't I really don't give a shit that Jamal Williams is back. I'm still gonna use Aaron Jones. He's my number one running back outside of Damian Williams and. I'm assuming ownership probably accounts for that, but I don't yep. care. I'm using them. Yeah, you've got um, those are uh, Damian Williams is number number one on both sites. Um, Jones is second on DraftKings. Jones is third on FanDuel. Um, and I think you can actually play on... Jamal. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think you can actually play Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones in the same lineups. Yeah, yeah, because the the thing about Jamal is he's he's being used as a pass catcher. Is is yeah. mainly what he's doing. And before he got hurt, he was having a pretty good year, and nobody knew it. Um, yeah. He was putting up very consistent numbers. Um, I, I'm it's, not going to look at it. It's obviously just scary, you know, because yeah. you're, you're relying on the catches and so forth. But, it's, again, comes down to how do you think these guys are going to win the game. And if yep. the scenario you play out in the head is they're going to run the ball and they're going to dump it off there um, to um, Jamal Williams – same thing with Aaron Jones uh, to a little bit lesser extent, and then over the middle and up top with um, Devontae Adams. Yep, yep. And like I said, I, when we start talking about this game, I, I think you could do a full stack here, um, potentially mm-hmm. make some noise. I think most people are going to go Houston, KC. Um, understandable. You'll see a lot of Baltimore ownership again, understandable. Um, but like you keep saying, think about how you think all these games are going to go. Um, playoffs is when, you know, let, let your gut come into play. You, if you watch football, you know, go with your gut. What do you see? What do you think is going to happen? And, and let that dictate your, your lineups. Um, if you're doing cash lineups, you can still let ownership, um, drive your lineups. That's fine. Um, the, the idea of chalk still comes into play. Um, but even then, if you, mm-hmm. if you've got two plays that are kind of close, think about, think about that game and let that kind of be your um, deciding factor. Yep, very, very well said. Um, other than that, do you have anything else in these games? Or if not, we'll, we'll get out of here. No, I, I think we're, we've covered it. And um, hopefully it's anywhere – if it's anywhere close to last week, we're in for another really good week of football. Yep, it should be, uh, it should be really awesome. Um, and the Ravens are going to win. And Chris is going to eat shit after. <laughs> uh, All right. It's on record. That's right. All right. So with that, uh, with that being said, that was Devin. I'm Mike. And we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>